She'd taken the little box of ashes into the cemetery and found the most beautiful grave with an angel on it. Using an old tablespoon, she dug a hole in the earth and put the ashes in. You're very silent, said Laugh. I'm thinking about Jock's ghost. The number 18 bus came. That was an unfortunate choice of film, said Synovia. Minty thought so too. It was about a poor little mad boy who saw the ghosts of murdered people before they were murdered. Now, are you going to be okay going into the house on your own? Synovia asked. You go with her, Sonny. Put all the lights on. Minty was grateful. Synovia gave her a kiss and left her to the bright emptiness. Bravely, she switched off the front room light and ran up the stairs as fast as she could to the bathroom. She scrubbed her teeth, washed her face and neck and her hands again. Sitting on the bed, she said a prayer to Saint Auntie. Dear Auntie, please keep Jock's ghost away. I haven't done anything to make him haunt me. Forever and ever. Amen. Losing Jock had been a bad shock, especially coming less than a year after she lost Auntie. She hadn't been the same since. Something inside her head seemed to have lost its balance. The morning was grey, misty, still. She walked to the dry cleaners. To Minty it appeared grey and dreary, but familiar, the background of her life for nearly 38 years for she'd been a baby when Agnes left her with Auntie for an hour at the maximum and never came back. When she got to Imacu, she let herself in into the back room where the ironing awaited her. Imacu provided a shirt service and it was her job to iron 50 shirts before lunchtime each day. Minty and Josephine had coffee at 11. Josephine said, How are you feeling, love? Do you reckon you're starting to get over it? Life has to go on, doesn't it? Minty said. Josephine agreed. You're right. It's no good dwelling on things. Josephine had a Chinese boyfriend who was a cook in a restaurant called the Lotus Dragon. They'd both met Jock when he called for her after work. He was a lovely chap, said Josephine. Minty would rather have not talked about it, especially now. She finished the 50th shirt at 10 to 1 and went home for an hour. The flower-selling man had set up his stall outside the cemetery gates. She bought six pink tulips and six white narcissi. Minty paid the man, then went into the cemetery, carrying her flowers to Auntie's grave. Of course, it wasn't really her grave. It was just the place where Minty had buried her ashes. The grave belonged to Maisie Julia Chepstow, who departed this life December the 15th, 1897, aged 53. As she put the flowers into the vase, she saw Jock's ghost coming towards her. But he wasn't solid, like he'd been last night. She could see through him. She said bravely, What do you want, Jock? What have you come back for? He didn't speak. When he was about two yards from her, he faded away. Shaking all over, she knelt on Auntie's grave and prayed. 
Dear Auntie, keep him away. If you see him where you are, tell him I don't want him coming here. Always and ever, your loving niece, Araminta. Auntie's real name was Winifred Knox. She had two sisters and a brother, and they lived at 39 Syringa Road with her parents. Mum died the day before Auntie's 40th birthday. She and Bert got married a short while afterwards, but it didn't work. I didn't know what to expect, Auntie said. I didn't know anything about men. It was a nightmare. What did he do? Minty asked. You don't want to know. I put an end to it after a fortnight. Then you came along like a bolt from the blue. Minty was the bolt, and her mother was the blue. Her name was Agnes.